You're listening to the Astrophotography Podcast, brought to you by Ontario Telescope and Accessories, ontariotelescope.com, where OTA means more. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Astrophotography Podcast. My name is Steve from Ontario Telescope and Accessories in beautiful Canada. And today I have a very special guest, Holy Potatoes. It is AstroConnect himself, Tom. Tom, say hi to everyone. How are you today? Hey, Steve. How's it going? Thanks. Thanks very much for having me in here today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks a lot for uh, taking the time. I really do appreciate it. I know everyone, it's been a very, very long time since uh, there's been an a release an episode of the Astro Backyard podcast uh it's been insanely busy um lots of stuff going on i really hope that everyone that is listening right now is safe and healthy and same with your friends and family uh because it has been a crazy past couple of years but i you know there is light at the end of the tunnel um but i don't want to make the podcast about that you know you're listening i'm happy uh to hear that but yeah, like I said, we have Tom with us, Astro Canuck himself. Uh, we actually met on a virtual star party hosted by Scott Roberts from Explore Scientific um, yes. a few months ago. And uh, we've chatted a bit uh, then. And I said, hey, uh, Tom, why don't, you, uh, why don't you come on to the podcast? And he answered was yes. So here we are. So welcome. And, uh, you know, Tom, tell us a bit about yourself, please. And, you. and, and, and you do something really cool. Uh, you're on Twitch, and I'll admit, I, I don't know a whole heck of a lot about Twitch, but my kids can tell me a lot about it. So please, the floor is yours. Well, thank you very much for, thank you once again for having me, Steve. Um, yes, I am Tom, I am the Astro Canuck, and Twitch has been my platform for the better part of like 15, 16 months now. And that one, that kind of started off as um, just me thinking about wanting to share the night sky with people. Uh, that's what I wanted to do from the first time I looked through a telescope. Uh, you know, it was one of those things where we were kind of, we were locked down. I used to live in the United Kingdom and there wasn't a whole lot to be that I could do. So <laughs> it was spending the time with the telescope thinking, how can I go be, how can I go beyond Instagram and uh, just be able to, to show more people these images? Um, and yeah, it was one of those things that I, I wanted to do that that's something a little more and Twitch ended up being this platform available that was kind of getting into it. I thought it was more just people playing video games. You know, I know you say that you don't watch that much your kids watch and yeah, they're probably maybe they're watching some video games, but there's a lot of educational content on there that's kind of hard to find. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking what it was actually I, I'd heard uh, listening to another podcast with some with um, another dude, Econ Greg, and he was doing this in the United States. I was figuring, okay, I'm in a different time zone, I'm in a different latitude, and maybe I can put my own spin on things. So it was um, just this background as a graphic designer and a video producer. So I figured, what can go wrong? <laughs> well, it seems to be working very well as, for you. And you have quite a following. Um, You've got, I, I watched a couple of your videos. You got multiple cameras set up. You're smashing Lego. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, and you're, you're imaging. So 
obviously I think now we don't live too far away from each other. There's no way you're imaging and I'm not, uh, and, and I'm not imaging because the clouds I see are the same clouds that you're probably seeing. Yeah, uh, pretty much. There's only like slight little pockets we get of clear skies sometimes. Yeah. Um, uh, and and uh, for, for those of you that are not in, um, uh, under a cloudy sky all the time, I'm extremely jealous. But um, the past few months here have been absolutely abysmal for anything to do with astronomy, uh, unless you like clouds, but I'm not one of those guys. Um, or you can brave the cold because it's usually minus 20 when it is finally clear. And uh, yeah, that's the other thing I felt is it's been a while living in the UK, like minus 10 was like an ice age up there. Mm-hmm. So coming back to, to southwestern Ontario and you get these cold snaps and we we're feeling like minus 30 with the wind chill some days. Yeah. And even trying to get get all the telescope equipment working at that temperature, it's kind of chugging along as well. It doesn't always like it very much. And the dew heaters are on overtime and almost yeah. steam coming off, <laughs> off the scope. Yeah. I um, actually, you know, I used to travel a lot for uh, my previous job. Um and like a lot, a lot, and uh, out of the country. And I was in in Europe and in, in the U.S. Um, and uh, I, I always wondered how they let me back into the country because I don't like cold. <laughs> I don't like the snow. Um, I don't know if I should admit this. I don't. I'm not a big hockey guy. <laughs> I don't like Tim Hortons. <laughs> so <laughs> how they let me back in, I'm not sure. But um, it's because you got the telescope. That's why. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, show them a couple of pictures. Yeah, I took this. Where? What? Well, at my house over there. Oh, cool. Um, actually, that kind of got me through customs once. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> That's a long story. But um, uh, yeah. But yeah. So so you're on Twitch and you're you're um, you know breaking Lego. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not all the time. No, I, that was like a a, a special event that happened. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're you're uh, live streaming your your images. Um, your imaging sessions that you're doing, right? Are you taking requests from people or are you, you picking your targets? T- like, how, tell me how, what, what your process is when you want to start imaging. What are you doing and what kind of equipment are you using at that time to do that? Well, I usually have a rough ballpark uh, plan in place. And then like five minutes later, chat takes over and we go completely off the rails. So I need to at least be prepared for all of that. Um, like I'll have, I'll go for like the, a lot of the popular targets that are available the nice and bright and easy to, to image. Uh, my current setup, I'm using a Skywatcher EQ6R Pro and my two main telescopes is the Skywatcher 72 ED and a Alter Astro 8 inch Richie Kretchen design scope. And depending on what the, if we're in either galaxy season or more for the nebulae, um, we'll either go for wide field or deep sky, but like I said, I'll pick the, like the brighter targets and, but I'll take requests from chat because there's a lot of people who do astrophotography in the, that are in, in chat with us. And sometimes they're at different latitudes as well. We have people from, I've had people from all over the world who've been joining in. And I think that's, that's amazing in itself. Just to to be able to be chatting with people in uh, Mexico and Brazil, um, uh, South Africa and, that, that's quite sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. That's quite a, that's that's quite a unique uh, uh, experience in a way too. And I, I think I can um, relate in a way from doing a podcast, this podcast uh, for the past few years. 
um, and I look at the stats and you start to see, you know, countries, and I had to look a few of them up, because right? <laughs> I didn't know they existed. But you see countries or people listening to, to you thinking, my voice is being heard in this remote part of the world or what I think is remote, right? And I think that's really, really cool. And I'm sure you must have a similar feeling when you see when you see that and you talk to people yeah, it's it's strange. It's it's almost humbling that, that these people are tuning in for the hundreds of thousands of people who are online at any given time on Twitch that they pop into this channel and say, "This is really cool. I've never seen this before. I never knew anybody did this on Twitch." Yeah. And there's like a small handful of us. Um we got a couple of friends in Australia that will do some live imaging sessions and it's great because when when it's nighttime for them, you know, I'm getting breakfast ready popping on the computer for doing some work and yeah just watching an imaging session from the southern hemisphere and seeing these targets that we can't get mm -hmm. so it, it's seeing all the, the those images coming in live and then we we um i always wanted to take some time to go down to australia for a few months and actually to image like the large and small magellanic clouds myself because mm -hmm. it's different when you're capturing your own images sure. versus when you see it online yeah yeah, and and that's uh, well, you know, there's ways around now, right? With with the advent of uh, well, advent, it's like it's new. It's been around for, here for so long. The internet, um, being able to get into remote telescopes, um, and and for myself personally, I'm I'm on the fence if that's a, the same as imaging because it's not my equipment, but yeah. it's equipment. You're, but I get you're to controlling control it. it. Yeah, but I've used really one. Like, yeah. What have you used? Uh, I used a 17-inch uh, plane wave okay. out in California. That's like, and that's like cheating, but okay. 100% <laughs> cheating. It was a it was <laughs> plane wave, right? Okay. <laughs> uh, no, I, I was totally like this is this is amazing. I was relishing in that uh, that opportunity just to see those images rolling in, and just the power of that of that telescope. Thinking how many kidneys do I have to sell to get my hands on one of those? Did it have, what, what was it you're you were imaging then? Do you remember? Uh, uh, what did I, I, we actually were using it live on stream, and oh, wow. we were picking same kind of format, just picking a target, shooting it for about ten minutes at a time, and really didn't even need that much time on that with that that scope. Okay. But um, yeah, it was incredible seeing the detail in the images, and I always what I like to do on my channel is I use a one shot color camera. Uh, it is the the ZWO ASI five thirty three, yep. and it is it's a phenomenal camera. I was very reticent to pick it up because of that square sensor. Mm -hmm. I, it felt like I was going back to the the, the early days of TV yep. and watching my Saturday morning cartoons on a big giant square TV yep. in the room. <laughs> We're showing our age here because you're telling me, and I'm. A <laughs> and it was uh, the one of the, you know we're living like a, in a widescreen. Uh, world now or at least four by three aspect ratio or, or 16 by nine and then to go back to the square sensor i was i was very hesitant on it and once i got the camera like the first shot that i did i was imaging the crescent nebula with my um my canon t5i unmodified um barely any any kind of filter capacity with it mm -hmm. and as soon as i i threw on the the, the cooled camera like I had a 10 second exposure just to make sure I was framed up and it was like, there was no comparison between that. Yeah. It's like, there's your image. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. No, it, it's interesting you bring that up about the square sensor. Um, uh, when the 533 first came out, I was hesitant to stock it as a dealer. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, we're, we're, we're one of their larger dealers um, in North America. And, and I was like, I don't know, because I squared sensor. And um, somebody reminded me, is like, you know, you look at some of the really big CCD cameras and their square sensors, right? Yeah. As well. And I thought, yeah, it could make, make sense. But then when I started to, you know, um, I plugged the specs into uh, Stellarium and, and play with a few different scope configurations. And like, yeah, this could actually work. And it, it is quite the camera. Um, uh, very, very popular camera, and it does such a great job. Very sensitive, almost no noise, right? Um, very, very clean image. And now, uh, did, did you hear that they came out with a, they're coming out with a mono version of it? Yes, I am super yeah. excited for that. Yeah. I think I can talk about it now. They told us not to say anything, the dealers, yeah. but they've been posting images of it. So, like, that's I think it's fair it. game. Yeah, fair game, right? Um, it's not like, uh, uh, movie spoilers or anything now right there was a, there was a ban on it but um yeah i'm excited actually i think i was thinking of making that my my new camera because i need a new camera and yeah. uh, i was thinking of going going that route but anyways so i didn't mean to, to sidetrack what you're saying <laughs> no, that goes that goes into what i was i was uh what i want to do with we do i take our one shot color images but to pair up because i to pair up the color 533 with the monochrome mm-hmm you know, start doing some serious damage with these images and almost kind of go back into, because I haven't done a long imaging session in a while. I've been, I've been very focused on sharing a lot of images as quickly as we can. And, you know, sitting out there for, to have an entire live stream of me just imaging, let's just say uh, the Orion Nebula for like hours on end. Yeah. It's just the same image rolling through. So Absolutely. when we have those those clear skies and I'm thinking, do I take if do I take this time? Do I um, not share this with everybody else? Because that's just what I that's what I want to do. So it's kind of hard to take this inner passion of wanting to look at space and growing up as a kid, I was looking at the National Geographic world and mm-hmm. any image of the images they would have from like Hubble. And it's just like, is that what space really looks like? Because it is all these browns and blues and, you know, and that wasn't until later on they discovered that it was all these, the monochrome image, the modified color palette. Right. So to be able to to incorporate a monochrome camera with the same size sensor, you know, I think that's uh, an incredible bit of kit to add. Yeah, that, that's something that I've been, I've been toying with is um, want to do a side by side. Two of the same scope. One yes. camera, one with with mono, right? Um, I think I've I've been looking into it. I figured out the software I'm going to use. I was really really overcomplicating it, um, but I found out that uh, astrophotography tool APT. Yeah, I, I just love that software because for me it just works. Um, it's had that functionality in it to do multiple cameras. My biggest concern has been with guiding, right? Mm-hmm. But it'll it'll handle all that like a dream, and. Uh, um, so that's, that's, what I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to hopefully try to do this summer. Um, uh, but I really like that, you know, going back to the 533 to have like those two identical cameras doing its thing, right. Um, to get the, the one shot color and then, you know, some narrow band 
next to it at the same time, I think is a pretty powerful thing. And, and uh, you know, 10 years ago, you probably weren't, couldn't do that, not affordably. No, I think more of them uh, was more than 10 years ago, you're only having like CCD cameras and it was only if you were kind of partner of uh, an astronomy club or getting like yeah. some serious money into the, into the hobby. Right. Um, no, it, that's sure. But, you know, for, for my, I, I'll admit for myself the past, the past year, uh, past well, couple of years, um, I've been focusing a lot more on color than I have been on narrow band uh, just because of the, well, and when it's nice in July and August, we don't get the as much time in, at night as we normally would. Well, we, as we would in winter time, right? Yeah. Sky's limited, and and uh, you know, I'm a I'm a little lazy sometimes when it comes to processing. <laughs> and, <I don't>, <laughs> <laughs> and if I, have I feel one, that I feel that if I have one set of data that I can have to process through, that's a lot better than having. <laughs> uh, three filters and having to combine it all and hopefully they all worked out. Right. And, yeah, and chances yeah. are, again, with the nights that we have and the weather that we get sometimes, um, uh, it could take a, you know, a couple of weeks to get, um, the data that you need for, for a project. Right. Oh, um, yeah. yeah. And I know there's somebody listening right now saying, well, I get like 200 clear nights a year. Right. Like, well, then you can just stop listening. No, I'm kidding. Don't stop. Don't, <laughs> you don't. do not feel our pain. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Well, <laughs> well, when I started doing this, I was I was in the UK, and that was like four four or five years ago now. And people were saying, "Why?" Right. Like it's the we get rain like four hundred and twenty five days out of the year. Right. And yeah, it was. But when we did have the clear skies, it was actually really good weather. We had really good seeing most of the time. But yeah, it's the why we picked this hobby and why we don't all like migrate to some of some high altitude to right. get rid of the clouds yeah yeah and the light pollution yeah 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 so all right so you've imaged in the uk you're imaging now in canada right um uh how would you compare the night the night skies from between the two and and have you noticed that you've had to make changes in your setup, uh, exposure times, filters that you're using. Um, what what would you? Oh yeah, it's been uh, well. Like I said, I started off in the UK, and the the town I was in in Colchester, it was a Bortle five. Okay. So at least in at least we we're kind of middle of the road for the for the Bortle scale, and it wasn't it wasn't too bad. I, I could go outside and. I could see a fair amount of stars. There was, um, it was very easy to pick out a lot of the constellations, but I was, I started off without a filter and I was getting maybe, I was trying for like two minute exposures. I had my star adventurer and everything was coming up beige. I'm like, this stinks. Even with like this, what is kind of a somewhat, somewhat low amount of light pollution. Um, I did have to get at least a, a city light suppression filter to, oh. um, cut out some of those but the good thing was at about midnight um midnight or 1 a.m depending on the day of the week they would shut all the lights off in the town so oh. like the sky like there were there was a marked improvement over the the image that finished at eleven fifty nine p.m and then the one that finished at like twelve o two a.m and it was it was a massive difference from when they turned off the lights in the town 
Why would they turn off the lights in the town? It was just a thing that the the county council had enacted in the area. I think a lot of the places in the UK do that. So that was like one of those benefits of like, why can't they do that in other um, other urban areas or other suburban areas around the around the world, really? And there was only like a couple of streetlights that would be on. And it was fantastic. It was it was a noticeable improvement when that happened. Hmm. Um, But even even so, even still trying to shoot without a filter at that point, there was still, I could maybe get a three minute exposure and then it started to get washed out. Right. But when I moved, uh, I'd spent about, lived in the UK for about 10 years, moved back to Canada and I was close to Toronto. So I was in a Bortle, I was in a Bortle nine when I moved back. And that was a huge difference. That big, that was a big jump to see how much light pollution, like I couldn't even get like a 20 second exposure without things getting washed out. So it was almost completely narrow band imaging the, um, the whole time I was right. there. I tried a few nights with the, um, I have the, I was using the Optolong L Pro and like there was, everything was getting washed out like way too quick. I'm thinking this is nowhere close to what I was getting in, um, in the UK. And uh, chance and, and uh, would have it that we ended up moving up a little farther north. So we're in uh, close, close to Owen Sound in the uh, Grey Bruce area. And it is, I'm in Bortle 3. Wow. I can walk out without my eye. Like, this is, this is, this is very incredible to me. I don't want, I want to sound like any kind of um, brag or anything like that, but walking out and barely being uh, dark sky adapted. My eyes just adjusting to light. I can already see the Milky Way. Yeah, I've never had that opportunity before. Yeah, I've I've been I've been in in uh, in the Bruce area, um, uh, just outside of Lion's Head, um, and where it was completely dark and looking up, and I got lost. I couldn't make heads of tails of any of the constellations because the, there was just too many stars. I love that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> And, and my eyes were again, as you're saying, weren't light adapted. So when I when I stepped outside of this, uh, it was an, actually an observatory, a, a private observatory. I was at um, helping set up some equipment. I walked outside and I couldn't see three feet in front of me. That that's how dark it was. Yeah. Um, and then I looked down and I could see my shadow, and it's being casted by the light of the Milky Way. I thought that was pretty pretty cool. And then you look up, like, oh man, right? <laughs> where where, yeah. where Where's everything? <laughs> All I see are stars. Right? Yeah. <laughs> cool. It's a cool feeling. Really cool. Um, so you have uh, you have your, your equipment. I'm just actually looking on your Instagram now. You've got your shots up on there. Um, I see that you're a PixInsight guy. Um, well, funny enough, I am becoming a PixInsight guy. I that tried works. it out. That works for me. <laughs> I tried it out like a, what was it like two three years ago almost now maybe okay. two years ago and yeah. I had the 45 day free trial it was there was so much to learn in PixInsight because I've been using Photoshop since I was like late teens okay and that's it's going back a little ways now but it's one of the things that I know I know Photoshop cold like I can go in and we can do the processing in there. And, but what I noticed when that 45 days, like the, the way the images, the processing improved with the colors and the accuracy, it was more than I could get out of Photoshop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So 
uh, time had gone by and um, I am aiming to actually get a, a license for PixInsight to actually have it as my own and um, learn at least a little bit of it. Hey, I see something on your Instagram feed I got to ask you about. What's that? You have a Batman. Yes, I do. Are you a Batman fan? I am a Batman fan. I have... Nice! I see a Batman <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I have... Oh, uh, there's... We're, we're doing a Zoom session right now, so we can see... Um, we can see each other uh, as we're doing it, but I've got my Batman wallet. Right? Nice. Um, and, uh, I have, a, I have and, a Batman something somewhere else. And there's... Uh, when, everyone's probably thinking that we're crazy right now. This is where I used to work. I'm not going to say where it is. But they asked us to send in a headshot for a work ID. Yeah. So I sent in, for those who can't see it, which is everyone that's listening, um, <laughs> they, they asked me to send in a headshot uh, so they can print it off on our ID badge. And I sent in a, a Lego Batman. And uh, that's what got printed. Um, so that's what I wore. And that's just how it is. So, yeah, that's really, <laughs> that's really cool. <laughs> you see, and, see, I also like crafting as well. And... Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so if, if everyone is still listening, if anyone's still listening to the podcast now, <laughs> after our little rant, a little sidebar here on, on Batman, I, I appreciate it. Um, Tom, what, what, what's your favorite, most favorite image, uh, object to image? Like, what's the one thing you go to that you you like going to the most? And, uh, like see, it's, it's almost, it's not so much that it's a cop out, but it has been the Orion Nebula because I fell in love with that thing right off the bat. Um, like it was, it was, it was like, it instantly was like the object of affection. Anytime I was taking the scope out for the first one, when I got my first telescope. Uh, there wasn't a great deal of nebulae that I could see. It was a fairly slow scope. The camera was, it was the, the old DSLR. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I focused a lot of time on Orion because it was easy to, to capture for the most part. Um, like it's, like I said before, it's great for beginners at the time I was, um, and it was one of those targets where I put a, I put a lot of time into it. And I think I, I overcooked things a lot. When, like I had no idea how to process an astro image at the beginning. Um, but it was checking out some online videos and I gotta say astro backyard was a huge influence as well on me. Yeah, we all love Trevor. And yeah, he's, uh, I mean, I've been watching him like he was at like, I think he was at like 5,000 YouTube subscribers when I first discovered him on there. So watching him grow and just getting the the genuine um, information out of him. But I was able to kind of punch that image up of the Orion Nebula. And I actually made it into a copy of the BBC Sky Night magazine. That's amazing. And that was like, I'm thinking, really? (laughs) You guys want to show this image? But... Clearly, it was enough that uh, I guess for this uh, this dude who's got his first telescope and taking a crack at it, um, yeah, it's got to be the Orion Nebula. It's it's because you can see that target as well. Like you're you yeah. look up, yeah, you can see it naked eye. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's really cool. And 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 uh, um, you know, I, I tell I tell customers that people are talking on the phones. When they, they know what Orion is, right? Or after you explain to them, they, then they can recognize it and say, if you put three stars and you go down a little bit and you'll see a, a fuzzy spot, right? And that that 
the Orion Nebula, and you, you can, if it's dark enough, you can actually see it, a bit of the dust bunny that it is, right? Yeah. You can eye, right? And that you're actually seeing Nebula, right? And it kind of blows people's mind that they that they are able to see it. And, you know, even if you get out a pair of binoculars, you can you can make something out with it, right? Oh, yeah. um, which I think is really cool. And uh, no, it's cool. You know, Orion's a beautiful. Um, beautiful nebula to to see and you could take it all, all sorts of different ways you could take it with modest equipment i've seen it done with cell phones you can have most expensive equipment in the world and still have a bad shot of it like what i usually do um <laughs> not that i have the most expensive equipment in the world but um it, it yeah i'm and anyway, so we'll leave it at that. <laughs> I think it's it's one it's like the, a great introductory target for people who are just yeah. getting into it. Just to to have something that's like holy potatoes. This is look at this is an object and this is like fourteen hundred light years away. Like this isn't in our solar system at all. Yeah, well, I like it because you can get that it, you know point any camera to it and yeah. snap that picture, and you're going to get color. You'll get that that recognizable shape that is the Orion Nebula and you, you, you know you start taking more pictures of it and you stack it up and and uh, you get more and more detail it, 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 it no you're right it's, it's a good object to begin with and a great object to really hone your skills on and and uh, um, uh, you can always go back and some of the images I'm seeing now that I really even thought were even possible with that object to start seeing a lot of all the nebulosity around it yeah right? it is just absolutely mind-blowing and it's inspiring in a way i think i can go back to that and redo it and try to get that um yeah that's the other thing is what it this isn't even astrophotography isn't a competition with one another right i feel that we're all in this to just help lift each other up in some way shape or form or at least maybe provide some inspiration or um just be able to help each other out yeah to show what's possible what you can get with with out of an object, if you do a little bit more, share a technique on how to process it out. Um, absolutely, absolutely. You know, Tom, I, I really, really appreciate you uh, taking the time um, and, and being with us on the Astrophotography Podcast. Uh, it, it's it's been amazing. Thank you very much for sharing. Um, very wonderful. Um, I have to I have to ask you though. Do you know why the cow went into outer space? No, why did the cow go into outer space? To visit the Milky Way. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, Where's the rim shot? <laughs> I'll make sure I put it in there. <laughs> oh, and everyone's rolling their eyes. Um, uh, again, everybody, stay safe, clear skies. Thank you very much for, for listening. We'll see you on, well, we'll, uh, we'll be on the next podcast very soon. All the best. Cheers.